Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me here on this Friday, TGIF, am I right? This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Check me out on social media, Instagram, I'm at Monica Crowley underscore, and on Twitter and True Social, I am at Monica Crowley. Also by email, I can be reached at Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. I read them all. I see them all. Drop me a note and let me know what's on your mind. All right. A lot of heavy stuff has been coming at us. Well, for years now. So I figured on this Friday, we could use a little levity and also a little reminder of what the American dream is and the fact that it still exists. So today I wanted to do something a little special with a very special guest. I am so happy to welcome the perfect guest on this Friday and somebody I am blessed to call a friend. He is the personification the embodiment of the American dream, truly. And I think a lot of us have lost sight of what the American dream is, what it is capable of doing for the American people. Um, A lot of it has been scrambled and smeared and attacked by the communists left now for decades. But the American dream does still exist. And my, my guest here today is the pure embodiment of it. Terrence Williams is an actor comedian, author of the great memoir, From the Foster House to the White House, and purveyor of pancakes, but not just any pancakes, Cousin T's pancakes. 
Um, he's building quite the food empire with Cousin Tease, which you can find at CousinTease.com. He's also the host of the brand new show, The Terrence Williams Show. And I was thrilled to be a guest on one of the very first episodes, I think, of the Terrence Williams Show. You can find all of the details about Terrence and the show and the memoir and Cousin Tease and everything else at TerrenceKWilliams.com. Terrence is a one-of-a-kind talent, and he joins us now. Terrence, welcome, my friend. Hey, Monica, thank you for having me on. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you here. And I meant what I said, that you are the pure American dream. And I do want to get into all of that with you, Terrence, because you have quite a story. So I'm just, I'm so happy that you're here. Welcome. Well, you know what, Monica, I love you. Like, I say that all the time. I always tell Monica that I love her. Monica, because I do you has been a really great friend. You are just the you are just the best. You are the best, and that's why everybody loves you. Every who don't love Monica? I, I don't know one person who don't love Monica. Everybody love Monica. Who well, don't love Monica? <laughs> you're very sweet, Terrence. I think there are a couple of people on the left who may not like me, <laughs> but that's okay. We can deal with that. We can deal with that. But you're very, very sweet, Terrence. Thank you so much. But they I, secretly love you in, in private. You know, they 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 hate you in public. But they go home and they're like, man, Monica's so cool. <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope that's the case that like people like Keith Olbermann <laughs> are going home saying, I hate oh, her in public. I, but I, I, Oh, I hate Keith. Oh, my God. Keith <laughs> Olbermann is a... <laughs> he, he is the clickbait king. That's all he care about is clickbait. Clickbait, clickbait. Yes, that is yeah. 100% true, but he's also a, a really vicious human being. So I'm not quite sure he likes me in private. <laughs> I don't think so. I think they, all of these people are so consumed with hate for all of us who love America and love America first and, and love our favorite president, uh, Donald Trump, which we're going to get into here with you in a second, Terrence. Um, actually, I think you and... You and I met at a Trump event. How did how did you and I meet? I can't remember. Do you? That's a great question. I do not remember. I have no clue when we met. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. But what I do know is this, is that after we met, we became really great friends. So that's all that matters. But... I mean, we've been to so many events. I don't know which event it was, but it was probably the White House. Most likely, it was probably the White House. It, it um, may have been, and it and, may have been a Trump event. Uh, I mean, not, maybe not the White House. I don't know. Maybe we met during the campaign. But in any event, um, you, you know what? The first time I met you in person, I invited you to lunch at the Treasury Department. I think that was the first time yes. we met in person, but we were communicating like over Twitter and we, you know, kind of got it to know each other online, right? Yes, I remember that. And the Department of Treasury, I'm not going to, I was so excited when you invited me there. I'm like, I'm going to the Department of Treasury? <laughs> like that was really big to me. I mean, you know, and I, and, and of course, I had I was able to go to the White House, too. But then to be able to go to the Department of Treasury, I, I'm, I'm going where the money is at. I, I, 
I'm going where the big bucks is. The, the big bucks is over there. <laughs> I said, I'm going to go. Over, I said, I'm about to go over here and get rich. I'm about to go in the Department of Treasury with, 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 with a bag. Put the money in the bag. I'm going over here. But it was it was really great to be there, though. Yeah, I, I, I really I really appreciate it. That is one of the moments that I will never ever forget. I will never forget that. Oh, well, that is so sweet to hear, Terrence. It was my pleasure, of course, to have you at Treasury for lunch. And I just want everybody to know that, you know, the Treasury building is a very formal, um, staid kind of environment, okay? Because as Terrence says, this is where the money is, okay? And there's a reason why when, when they were designing the capital of the United States, they put the Treasury building right next to the White House on the White House campus. And that's because the money of the United States is critical to the lifeblood and power and strength of the United States. So the money building is not down the street, you know, where HHS is. Um, It's not down the street where the Department of the Interior is. It is literally on top of the White House. So um, when I had Terrence there, because Treasury has had this longstanding reputation for being, you know, very serious institution, as it should be, um, uh, when I had Terrence there, the, the whole building was a buzz that Terrence K. Williams was coming into the building to have lunch with me. Nobody could care less about me. They were all like, wait a minute, we're, we're hearing that Terrence Williams is coming. I, I, Terrence, I'm serious. I'm not sure if I told you this, but the whole building was like a buzz. And I had all of these people coming in my office like, Monica, is it true that Terrence Williams is coming for lunch with you? And I was like, yeah, he's fantastic. Wow. I can't wait. And they were all like, can I meet him? Can I meet him? Can I? And then they were all like hovering outside my office when they knew you were coming. And then they all like made lunch appointments at, you know, Treasury has a beautiful like commissary that overlooks the White House grounds. It's gorgeous. And so all of a sudden they all started making reservations for lunch there rather than eat at their desk because <laughs> they all wanted to meet you. That was, that was so fun. Yeah, that was so awesome. Now I remember when I like I. Uh, I remember when I had walked up um, the security there. I believe uh, now you can correct me if I'm wrong. Was Secret Service there also? There is a, a Secret Service presence because we're on the White House campus. Yes, so you have to go through Secret yes. Service to get into the Treasury Building. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so when I got there, Secret Service broke protocol hey Terrence, how you doing because now 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 normally secret service don't even look you in the eye they just look right past you you know because they they're trying to focus on if there's a threat out there so they can't be you know giggly and hey how you doing let me get a photo but one of the but 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 one of the agents and one of the officers they were they 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 asked their partner hey can you take over i want to get a photo with Terrence. <laughs> I love it. I love to see. I need somebody to take over so I can get a photo with Terrence. And I, I mean, I, it felt. I was like, wow, that that is that is pretty awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. So when I and I and I did not expect that at all. I said, man, this is this is great. I mean, I felt like I was. I felt like it was a dream. I was on cloud nine. I said, this is just 
This is just amazing, Monica. So I really appreciate you for that experience. Well, it was my great honor and pleasure to have you, Terrence. And now, you but know, I do, but I do know this though, Monica. You you could have sent me home with a, some type of coin or something. <laughs> I didn't get a coin or nothing. I thought I was gonna get like some type of special coin that don't nobody have. You know, <laughs> only the Department of Treasury have have these coins. I didn't get no coin or anything. I thought I was going to have a souvenir or something. Yeah, I know. I was looking for something to steal. I was looking for something (laughs) like a a special napkin or something. You know, I'm one of those people. I take napkins home if they got something on them. I know. I know. Well, we don't really have any of that. Like the White House has the special napkins and the pens that say the White House. We don't really have any of that at Treasury, which is weird since we are sitting atop all of the nation's money. So you would think that we would well, have, that's, you know. well, that's because that's because it's the Department of Treasury. Y'all not wasting money over there. Y'all don't got time for that. See, the white, you know, y'all not spending money on crazy stuff like special pens and napkins. Because y'all think because y'all were taking care of that money, you know. This is a hundred percent true, Terrence. You're exactly right. And by the budgeting, way, budgeting, budgeting. Well, we yeah, we're very careful with the nation's money because we sit atop it at Treasury. But you know what? Your story about the Secret Service tells everybody that everybody doesn't just love Monica. Everybody also loves Terrence Williams. Thank you, thank you. All right, so let's get into oh. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, So let's get into it, uh, Terrence. And before we get into your thoughts on what is happening to our favorite president, President Trump, of course, and to our great country, I really want for you to share with the audience your story, which you write about so beautifully in your memoir, which is called From the Foster House to the White House. And I think it came out last year, maybe a year and a half ago. It is a beautiful book, and it's a true American dream story. So you guys, if you haven't already ordered it and read it, please go do that. You can find it up on Amazon, wherever you get your books. Again, it's called From the Foster House to the White House. And it is, it's Terrence's story, but it will uplift you in every possible way and restore your confidence in this great country. So Terrence, I'd really love for you to share your story and, you know, talk about how you were born into nothing. You were neglected, starved, abused, beaten. Tell us how your story began. So, um, unfortunately, I ended up in foster care. Um, I, my mother, I love her. I still love my mother, regardless of 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 her mistakes. Uh, regardless of regardless of her being being on drugs at the time, I still love my mother. Um, because the Bible says you have to always respect your parents, no matter what. Um, uh, so it started very early for me. My, um, my mother was addicted to drugs and, uh, she had all these children. It was, uh, my mother had nine, she had nine children. There were six different fathers. None of those guys were in the picture at all. So she was a single mother with all these children, and on top of that, she was addicted to crack cocaine. Um, And not only did she have uh, all these kids, uh, my sister at the time, she was 13 with her second child. Mm -hmm. So So my mother had a bunch of kids, and then she had two grandkids. 
And my oldest, uh, my oldest sister at the time, she had her first child at 11 years old, and she had her second one by 13. And my mom and my and my sister at the time, I mean, and my sister were at, at that time were both pregnant at the same time. So my mother, you know, she was she couldn't take care of all of us at all because she was addicted to drugs. She was she wasn't really working at all. Um, and she eventually lost us, um, because she started to leave us, um, with family members, leaving us at home alone. And she was neglecting us a lot. And, and, uh, and, and the, the, the police were eventually informed about us being left, left at home, left here and left there. It was before I was in kindergarten, because I remember I remember starting kindergarten in my first foster home. I remember that. Mm. Uh, so I so I was in the system very, very, very early. Um, and my first adopted family, I loved them so much. Uh, 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 I called them Mama and Papa, and they taught me a lot. Uh, Mama is still living, and Papa he died back in 2009. But I was uh, able to get back in contact with them. Uh, after I left her home long, long, long time, time long, long time ago. Um, but I bounced from home to home. So out in, in my mom, she would get us back. Um, uh, she would, she would get us back and then she would lose us again. So it was a back and forth thing. I would be in a foster home. Then I'd be back with my mother again because the judge wanted to give her a chance. He just didn't want to take us away from her permanently without giving her a chance. Um, and he gave her many, many, many chances. But I but I bounced from, I mean, I was in so many homes and my mom just couldn't, she just couldn't get it right. She just couldn't stay off of drugs. And my mother was clean for, I believe, over a year. She was clean for over a year. And the... Um, it, because the judges, I mean, because she was, because she she had to take drug tests a lot. Um, so she was clean for a year. And then the day she was supposed to get us back, uh, she went to, the day that she was supposed to get us back, something in her mind told her that, okay, now I can, now I can smoke. So she smoked before she went to court that morning. Mm. She was thinking that, well, since they drug tested me a couple days ago, they're not going to drug test me today when I'm going to get my kids back because I just took my drug test. So after being clean for so long and passing these and, and, and passing all those drug tests, she decided to smoke the day of getting us back. And then at that point, the judge said, uh, he said he just, he can't give her any more chances because he said we deserve better. We do not deserve to be going from home to home, back to the children's shelter, then 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 on from the children's shelter to a foster home, then back with our mom, then back to the children's shelter, then back to a foster home. The judge said he could not put us through that anymore and that we deserve better. And you know what? We loved our mom, but the judge was right. Yes. And I remember his name. His name was Judge his name was Judge Stewart. I've seen him so so many times. 
And Judge Stewart was right. We did deserve better. No child deserves to go through that at all. No child deserves to go through the neglect, go through starvation, go through uh, abuse, because that's what it is. It's, and, it's, and it's also mental abuse, because a, a, a lot of my siblings, including me, you know, we, we had a hard time dealing dealing with that. Going through foster care, living living in children's shelters, and then being separated from our uh, uh, then then me and my siblings, it, it was a lot of us, so we couldn't all live together whenever we did go to foster homes. So they had to break us up because no one, because no nobody can take on, you know, six to nine kids. So we had to be separated. So that was really tough. Uh, so that was really tough for a. Uh, for for us um and so uh, so i think the judge made the right decision and then i was eventually adopted in my teenage years and i love my adopted family um they they took me in and a lot of people say wow because uh that's amazing because a lot of people don't adopt teenagers because they believe that right. teenagers are hard to raise because they're older and people feel like they're going to be troubled. They're not going to be respectful. But to be honest, though, the kids, foster kids go through so much. Yes, you are going to run into foster kids that will that that will be a little bit of trouble. Some of them will. I mean, they've been through so much. I mean, but they just need somebody. They just need to know that you're not going to give up on them. And they'll turn around eventually, you know. And to be honest with you, uh, whether it's a foster kid or your biological kid, kids all have issues, you know, because we're because because we're all human. So um, I do encourage more people to adopt older old uh, older kids because they need love too. But despite going through all of that, going through all of that, and I've been through a lot in some of these foster homes. I was in some good ones. I was in some bad ones. And even though I was in some bad homes, I really appreciate every single person who took me in because they didn't have to do that. And 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 even the ones that were not that friendly, abusive. Um, and one of my abusive homes was uh, I was in a home with this lady named Mrs. Scarborough. She was she was really uh, she. Uh, she was she was really really mean. Um, this this woman was uh, she will whoop she will whoop me for popping for 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 popping my knuckles for cracking my knuckles. It's like she was she had whoop she had whooped me and my siblings for well, she it was me and my brother Norman at at the house and she had she had me and Norman and she would whoop us for just odd things like like popping our knuckles or. We couldn't we couldn't be in the living room, so we were not allowed in the in the living room. But we were allowed to play behind the couch. So we had to like, you know, we had to play behind the couch. We had to like get down on the floor and play with our toy cars or something behind the couch. But we were not allowed to be in the in the living room. The back of the couch faced the hallway. So we were basically, you know, in the middle of the hallway and behind the couch and we were not allowed to watch TV. I mean, it was, it was just a bunch of crazy stuff. Um, yeah. And, 
yes, and she will whoop us for just odd things, odd things. She, she's like this woman had this woman had issues. But I do appreciate that she took us in, but she was just abusive and she didn't need to adopt. She 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 didn't need to foster kids. Um but but I've been in some good homes too and I really appreciate everyone who who took who took me in, who took my siblings in. Some of them were not the greatest um at all and they shouldn't take in any in taking anybody. But I always look at the positive side too. So yes, um, and, and you saw it as a, going you through... saw it as a blessing. Okay, Terrence, please hang tight. A lot more with you straight ahead. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know that shredded lettuce in a double double. And the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier, too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. We're back with Terrence Williams. Colin Kaepernick, who began this whole Black Lives Matter, take a knee in the NFL and all of this stuff, um, he recently talked about his white adoptive parents, and he called them problematic and their approach to race problematic. What do you want to say to Colin Kaepernick and his approach to the, the lovely people who took him in and gave him a whole new life? Colin Kaepernick owes his adoptive parents an apology. What that was the most disrespectful, disgraceful, disgusting things I have ever heard. I cannot believe that he attacked those people. They took him in when he didn't have anybody. And what do and and in return he trashes them on national TV, calling them racist. Racist. If they were racist, they would have never ever adopted your black ass. At all. But you want to call them racist. Mm -hmm. But they raised you. They fed you. They gave you a roof. They gave you love. They made sure that you were taken care of. 
that he got and he got you, an education and that he could develop you got an education right? you were able to go to college and develop you his athletic to, skill you were able to go to the NFL. exactly you were able to go to the NFL you were able to go to college and play sports playing and and I and I guarantee you that uh they probably had him in, he was he was probably playing sports I believe when he was um young and that stuff is not free that stuff is not free. They they have to pay for shoes, clothes, helmets, jerseys, everything. You know, a lot of that stuff is not free at, at at all. And so they helped you out. They they helped you get to where you're at today. And in return, so that you can sell a book, so that you can get an interview on TV and get some media attention, you go on national TV and you disrespect your parents. Those are your parents. They adopted you. Those are your parents. That's your mom and your dad. And you show them respect. You don't get on there and you disrespect them. That is absolutely insane. And I just can't believe it. I would never attack my my adopted parents at all. I love them so much. I would never, I would never attack them. Everybody has issues in their household. Everybody. Everybody. People have issues with their biological parents. People have issues with their biological children. People have issues with their adopted parents. People have issues with their, like, with their adopted kids. When you're living with somebody and you see them every single day, you're not going to get along every, every single day. But what I'm not going to do is go on national TV and start trashing my adopted parents because they said something I didn't like or they did something that I just didn't like. I'm not going to go on TV and trash them and call them uh, 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 names and call them hateful and this and that. No, like and when they actually show nothing but love, just just because just because they didn't want you to uh, have cornrows and they wanted you to have a haircut, that doesn't mean that they're racist. He's crying, calling them racist because they wanted be, be, because they wanted him to cut his hair. Yes, you need to cut your hair so you can look like a gentleman. I was, uh, my adopted parents are black. They wanted me to have a haircut, get a haircut. And, and, and especially the first foster home that I was in, uh, with, with, uh, uh, with uh, who I call mama and papa, they were old school. Cut your hair, pull your pants up. You had to be a gentleman. And, 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 and then, and in order to look like a gentleman, you had to have a haircut. You, you had to look good. So they didn't want him running around with nappy hair, cornrows, and all this other stuff. They wanted him to have a haircut and not some nappy afro. But he want to call them racist. I know tons of black people who tell their young sons to get haircuts because they don't want them having hair all over their head, looking all crazy. That's how some people are. It has nothing to do with race. Some people just prefer their their, their children, their their uh their their male child to have haircuts. But he want to get on there and call them a racist, and and call them mean and rude and this and that. Uh, my adopted parents also, um, when I used to sag, have my pants but below my waist. My adopted dad told me straight up, you look stupid. <laughs> Pull your pants up. Who do you think you are? You're not some gangster. 
Do you think you're a gangster? And you got your pants sagging? That that, that looks stupid. Pull your pants up. And do but do you see me on TV talking about oh Monica, my adopted dad was so he was just so rude and me. He didn't let me be me. He called me stupid. He said I looked stupid uh, because the way I dressed. No, it wasn't because the way I dressed. It's because I had my pants sagging and with my ASS showing, and that is unacceptable. I, I needed to pull my pants up, and I'm glad I had somebody finally in my life to tell me, hey, you look dumb. Pull your pants up. <laughs> Amen. Amen to that, Terrence. I mean, really, a couple of things here, because what you just said, there's so much there that is so important for everybody to hear. What you described with your uh, foster parents telling you, we're, get, we're taking you to a haircut, pull up your damn pants. This is good parenting. Okay, children are not, uh, your parents are not children's friends. They are there to offer discipline, guidance, uh, faith, education, love, and maybe above all, guardrails, because children will just go wild if you don't give them guardrails, if you don't put boundaries on abso- kids, right? And that- You are absolutely right, Monica. You, you have to do that. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you this. And uh, first of all, I, I just want to thank God that I was able to be adopted. I want to thank God for that. And and also, I just want to thank God for being, I always I always have to mention God. Um, and I always have to give him all the glory and the thanks. Uh, because when I didn't have a mother, a father, when I was separated from, from, uh, from, 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 from my siblings, when I didn't have a mother, a father, a brother, and a sister with me, God was always with me. Mm-hmm. But I thank God for even, for even, uh, uh, putting it in someone's heart to adopt me because Monica, I don't know where I would be right now because I was living in children's shelters, bouncing from home to home. I had no type of home training. Uh, I was missing school because I was in shelters. Monica, I don't know where I would be right now. I've, I've come so far and I, and I just have to thank God. And also all the people who took me into foster care, all the people, and I have to, uh, and 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 all and, and 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 all the people who who tried to take care of us but couldn't, you know, who didn't have us in foster care, but people that my mom may have that my mom may have left us with, and my and my adopted parents, and I don't know where I would be with without them, so that's why I just. It just really, it just really pisses me off that Colin Kaepernick did that. It really pisses me off that he attacked his adopted parents. I just, I just cannot believe it at all. And he was blessed to be able to have a mother and a father. He was blessed to have two parents in his life because a lot of kids don't are not a lot of kids don't end up adopted. A lot of them end up aging out of the system. Some of my siblings ended up aging out. So I was very, very fortunate. I was very, very lucky. I had some, some very, very great people in my life. And, and, and I was just, and, and so when, so when I heard Colin Kaepernick attack, attack his adopted parents, it just, yeah, it it made my stomach turn upside down 
because I know if someone has adopted a child, that person is just a, that family is probably a lovely family and they really cared about him. And, and instead of him giving them praise, he, you know, throw salt on their name and drag them through the mud and just, it's just disgusting behavior. So can I just, the reason I wanted to raise Colin Kaepernick with you, Terrence, is because of the stark difference between the two of you. Okay. So you're both adopted by people who, you know, God put in their heart to adopt a child. Um, Colin Kaepernick was blessed. I mean, God gave him so many blessings. God gave him a beautiful, loving family to raise him. God gave him extraordinary athletic talent. God gave him um, love and structure and everything else. And then in his adult years, when all of these blessings began to come to fruition, he goes into the NFL, he's now a grown man, etc. He gets radicalized. He gets radicalized. So the enemy definitely got to Colin Kaepernick and weaponized him. So Colin Kaepernick is out here dissing his adoptive family, uh, dissing the NFL, dissing the country that has given him and his family so many blessings, America, dissing it all. And he becomes like this weaponized force and gets all these headlines and lucrative contracts and everything else for turning his back on everything that is good and decent. You came from nothing. God gave you extraordinary comedic talent as an actor and a comedian, but you had to nurture those talents. You, in the end, had a beautiful adoptive family that encouraged that as well. But your gratitude for all of the blessings that God gave you versus Colin Kaepernick, who turned his back and rejected all of the blessings that God in America gave to him. I want the audience to understand the stark difference and see it in bold relief. Terrence, and you just did a beautiful job laying all of that out. Thank you. You know what? I've talked to so many young foster kids all around America. So many young teenagers, so many of them. And I remember I talked to a group of foster kids in Arizona once. They were from the ages 9 to 18 years old, 17. And they were, and I went to talk to them, and they asked me questions. They were making a lot of jokes at first, talking about my height. And, you know, you know they were joking around. But then when I started sharing, sharing my story with them, they started opening up and they, and they started asking questions. Um, some of them, uh, some of them were asking questions like, which was really, which I mean, who it sent me home. And I was thinking about these, I was thinking about them all day, all night. I couldn't even sleep because of some of the questions that they asked me. Some of them were asking me, do is it like some of them have been in and in in and out of homes have been abused and they wanted to know at this age do you think somebody would adopt me at my age i'm 13 do you think i will ever get adopted because i don't believe i will um and every time i go to a home you know i'm sent back to the to the system and I'll never get adopted. And a lot of them was like, 
some of them didn't even ask questions. Some of them said, I just, I just want to know what it feels like to be loved. Mm. So, and when I, and when I hear Colin Kaepernick talk crazy about his parents and I, and then I, and then I remember these kids who are out there right now, these foster kids who are dying to know what it feels like to be loved. To want, they want to know what it feels like to have somebody who won't send them back to the system. Mm-hmm. They want to know what, is, what it feels like to have uh, two parents in their life that are patient with them and that won't give up on them. And then to hear Colin Kaepernick disrespect his parents, those kids deserve those kids who want to know what it feels like are dying to have what Colin Kaepernick had to have what I had. So when, so when, so when he disrespects his adopted parents, that's, that's what pisses me off because I also think about foster kids out there that would die to be in his place. Yes. Yes. That would die. That would do anything to be in his place. Yep. Yep. It's almost like he, you know what? I I, want to say, that he didn't deserve parents like like that, but I can't say that because every child deserves good people and their good parents. Every child deserves a mom and a dad, whether it's biological or adopted. They deserve a mom and a dad, a mother and a father. So I won't say that he don't deserve that that he didn't deserve to have great parents in his life because every child needs that. But it makes me sick that he doesn't see that, yeah. that he doesn't see that, that it, that it was a blessing. Well, he may have seen it, but at some point he rejected it. And it, that may even be worse. It's just so disgusting. Okay, Terrence, please stand by. We've got much more with you straight ahead. But first, guys, we all want to look our best, right? Well, don't risk crazy facial procedures from Brazil or Colombia or Mexico or anywhere else when you can get the best skin of your life from GenuCell. Nothing works like GenuCell because it's a family recipe for over 20 years. Made by a compounding pharmacist in small batches and always safe, cruelty-free, and natural. Right now, go to GenuCell.com slash Monica and save over 70% off GenuCell's most popular package, featuring their Ultra Retinol and Dark Spot Corrector. So don't wait. Go to GenuCell.com slash Monica, GenuCell.com slash Monica. All orders are upgraded to free shipping, and every subscription order includes a complimentary spring spa box with three spa essentials also free. Just for a limited time, so visit now. GenuCell.com slash Monica. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Monica. GenuCell.com slash Monica. We're coming right back. Okay, we are back with the great Terrence Williams. Terrence, let's move on a little bit because I want to thank you for sharing that story with us of your journey, which again is pure American dream because now coming from nothing and the foster home experience, you're a massive star. Um, like I said, you're an actor, you're a comedian, you're, you're brilliant. You're doing this new on-camera podcast. And like I said, I did an early episode with you. It was so much fun. So tell us how you got yeah. into comedy 
and what you're doing now. So, um, actually, I forgot to mention, I went from the foster house all the way to the White House and met President Donald J. Trump. How did so that, that happen? That was a blessing. T- tell us how that happened, that how the whole relationship <laughs> with President Trump and his family happened. So how that happened, um, there was an event at the White House. It was, I believe it was a Black Leadership Summit. And uh, President Trump knew that I was there. and But before I met him in person, he had retweeted me a couple times on Twitter. And some of the things that he retweeted, of course, people did not like. So some of it made it to the news, some of the tweets that he retweeted made it to the news because they didn't like what I said in in those tweets. And then the president of the United States of America retweeted my tweets. So they were really pissed off about that, Um, which sounds crazy. The media is mad about uh, somebody retweeting something like it's it's so crazy. Um, So, so he was aware of who I was. And of course I'm in the white house. That's where he lives. So he know everybody that's coming up in in, in the house. Um, so uh, I was able to meet him, and he called me to the stage. I wasn't supposed to speak that day at at all, but he knew that I was there, and he called me to the stage, and I was like shocked. I was shaking. I was shaking, Monica. I went up to the podium. Oh my goodness! I'm a, <laughs> like I was. <laughs> I was holding on to the podium. I was holding on to the podium. And I was holding the I was holding on to the podium because I was shaking. So I didn't want people to see me shaking. I didn't want President Trump to to see me shaking. But when I got up there, I was just Monica, I I I didn't even know what to think. I was thinking, "Oh man. Oh man, I hope I don't blow this. Oh man. <laughs> oh man, oh man." But I'm 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 st- I'm starstruck because I'm President Trump is a star and he's a great patriot and he was the president at the time so I'm like wow I am up here with the president of the United States of America I'm up here with the leader of the free world and I was looking up at Trump and you and everybody know I'm I'm a little short. Trump is tall. I mean, Trump is like eight foot to me. And I was looking up at I was looking up at Trump like he was a Statue of Liberty. I was like, oh my God. I wanted to hold his hand on stage. I was like, I, I said, My God, I love you, President Trump. And I spoke on stage and I told everybody, you know, I started out saying, you know, I just want to say that I love President Donald J. Trump. And I stand with Trump, and I love what he's doing for the black community. And uh, we have to reelect him in 2020. You know, unfortunately, we know what happened with that. But I was just, I was just blown away, and I just could not believe that I met the president. Because Monica, like you know my story. I mean, I grew up in foster care. I lived in children's shelters. I come from nothing at all, nothing. I come from a terrible background. And then I'm at the White House, let alone I was already shocked when I went to the White House. I was already surprised. Like when I went when I went in the White House, that was that was enough for me. That that was enough for me. I mean, that was enough. Then I got to meet the president. I was like, okay, now okay, this cannot be real. I went home thinking like, was this really real? 
okay. I was like, there's no way this is real. I, I got a little emotional. I was like, there's no way this, this is too good to be true. It's something bad about to happen because this is too good to be true. What's going on here? But it was really just a blessing. And I was like, Monica, when I first went to the White House, man, I walked in. It just, oh, man, I, I was blown away. I, I was about to take off my shoes because I was like, <laughs> this carpet is so nice in here. I do not want to mess up this carpet. I do not want to mess up this carpet. They told me to keep my shoes on. You do not have to take your shoes off in here. I said, oh, okay, I was just trying to. I just wanted to make sure I didn't mess up this nice carpet up in here. This is nice. Uh, but it was a blessing, Monica. And that's when I stole napkins that had the presidential presidential seal on the napkin. I I, I still have sugar packets that I took for, from the White House <laughs> that had the yeah. presidential seal on the sugar packets. I said, the sugar packets got, I don't even eat. I said, I don't even use, uh, what was it? What was some, some of that fake sugar? It was that, uh, like, what was it, Splenda? Like a, a Splenda? I said, I even use... <laughs> yeah, I said, I don't even, I don't even use Splenda, but I'm taking a couple Splendas home with me because it got the presidential seal on it. But that right there was amazing. That was an amazing, ex- that was one amazing experience. And that right there goes to show that the American dream is real. But that's how I met President Trump in person for the first time. And how I got started was on Facebook back in 2016, before Trump was the nominee. This was when it was still 17 Republicans on on stage debating. Um, I went viral on social media because I made a video about how much I love America. It wasn't even about Trump. This was I I wasn't even into politics at all. I was talking about America because a lot of my friends were asking me, no, not asking me. They, a bunch of my friends got on Facebook talking about we need to move back to Africa. So I said, uh, they had these move back to Africa groups. And I'm thinking to myself, move back. Like I said, I've never been. Move, how the hell are we going to I don't even have a pass. At the time, I didn't even have a passport. What the hell are y'all talking about? Move back to Africa. I said, oh, hell no. Nah. I don't know how I'm going to tell them that I'm not going with them. But I'm not going to tell them in person. So I'm going to get on Facebook and I'm going to just do a video. I got on video and I got on, I got, I got on Facebook and I did my, and I did, and I did a live video. It was my first live, it was my first live video. And I basically just said, listen, y'all, I love America. I'm not moving back somewhere I've never been to. Y'all can go there all you want to, blah, 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 blah. I don't give a damn. I'm staying here. This is the greatest country in the world. And I say, y'all want to sit here and blame the white man for everything. Y'all want to blame the government for everything. Y'all just want to blame, 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 blame. Listen, y'all need to take some type of accountability. Y'all need, I, y'all move there if y'all want to. I'm staying here with the, with my white folks. If y'all talking about all black people moving, I, it ain't going to be me because this is the greatest country. And I just didn't understand at the time why are y'all even talking about moving to Africa when people from Africa are moving here to, to the U.S.? People are fleeing to America for, uh, for a better life, to live the American dream. So why are y'all going there? Because, because I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. You ain't no damn king and queen. Uh, you over here, you, you over here working. Get the hell out of here. You ain't no damn king and queen. 
You're not about to go over there and be some king and a queen. Uh, have y'all lost your damn minds? Are y'all crazy? (laughs) I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. And you know now why. You may not have known at the time. But the people on the left are the worst racists of them all. And the fact that they came at you because you were, you know, trying to get a little political and you were showing some conservative stripes and, you know, early on, like, hey, man, you know, stop picking on Donald Trump and blah, blah. They could not have it. They couldn't have it. So they tried to intimidate you to silence you. And then all of this racist talk directed toward you. Those on the left are the biggest racists of them all. Yes, they are. Yeah, and, and you know what? And so when I came out about me not, uh, when I came out about me loving America, because evidently that was a big story. How can a black man love this country? Because this is the greatest country, and, and you know everything that that I have been through. If I was in foster care in some other country, I, if I didn't have a mom and daddy in some other country, I would probably still be on. I would probably still be on the streets mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. I'll probably be on the streets homeless because in a lot of countries they don't have the, the they don't they don't have the systems that we have in place. But anyways, so people were mad and then people were asking me, "Well, who are you going to vote for this year?" And I said, "Donald Trump." And people were like, "Okay, this is it. This is a wrap." So people started attacking me, calling me Uncle Tom, a coon. So I, I, I was like, why people, Uncle Tom, I didn't even, Monica, I'm not even going to lie to you. I didn't, I have never heard of some of these terms until I, until I said I was voting for, until I said I was voting for Donald Trump. I've never heard of a Uncle Tom, Uncle, Uncle Tom. I'm like, why people keep calling me uncle? At first I thought it was a compliment. I'm like, am I like a, a, a am I, am I, am I some uncle figure? Like, am I an uncle figure? Like, what's going on here? Do people look at me like I'm an uncle? No, it was a that it was supposed to be something bad. But in reality, I heard that Uncle Tom was actually like he was actually a, a really great a really great person. So I'm really confused. But they were calling me coons and and whitewashed and and like I, I was just like all because. I'm voting all because I'm voting for someone that you don't like all because I don't think like you, I'm a sellout sellout. What the hell am I selling out? What, what am I, how am I a sellout? A lot of this stuff did not make sense. And I was just so surprised. I was so shocked that I was being attacked by so many, that I was being attacked by so many people just for supporting president Trump. And and guess but what? You, know what? You, you still are. It didn't break me, right? And I and I still support. I still support pre- President Trump. These people couldn't break me with with, with the Monica. I've been through so much. You think calling me a name is going to do something to me? Amen. You think calling me a name? I survived so much growing up, and they thought calling me. They thought they were going to intimidate me by telling me I'm kicked out the black community. I'm, I don't want to be a part of any community that's going to force me to think like them. Right. I don't want to be a part of any community that is going to attack me for not believing in what they believe in. So I don't. I want to. I want to be a part of the patriotic community, the the the, the free community, the free the, the free to think for myself community. 
And I still stand with President Trump, Monica. I still stand with him till this day, regardless of what they're doing to President Trump. I still stand with him. And speaking of Trump, it pisses me off what they're doing to him. This indictment, he was arrested. And I just, like many Americans, like many Americans right now, we are all, this is, this is like, I feel like we are living in some of the, I feel like we, I feel like we are living in some very dark times right now. Yes. These are some very dark days. And when that happened to Trump, Monica, I really didn't know what to think, what to say. I did not, I couldn't even believe it. Like I knew that the Democrats would take things. I I know how crazy they are, but I never thought, I never thought that I would see, that I would see a president of the United States of America, a former president be arrested and be indicted over some bogus charges, bogus. This is a, this was a political hit job. This is only to stop him from winning in 2024. Right. Be, and yes, I, and w- yes. And people say, well, see, even if, and, and even if they give Trump a felony, he can still be president. But what, but what they're trying to do is this, they're trying to get people to, they're trying to get us to lose all hope, lose all faith and just give up on Trump. And that's why they want to hit them with indictment after indictment, charge after charge. They want to they want to overwhelm all of us to make us say, oh, you know what? Maybe we need to support someone else. But no, that's not happening. I'm voting for President Trump. I'm standing with Trump. And I know millions and millions of Americans are still going to stand with President Trump. Including including me, (laughs) including me, including Monica. Yep, absolutely. I mean, after what they've put him through, the fact that the man is still standing, Terrence, is a miracle. It's a blessing from God, and it's also a testament to his political strength and his personal strength. He's amazing. We've got to hit this quick break, but we will be back with much more. First, though, guys, you've heard me talk about Nutrafol for a long time now, and that's because Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage for both men and women. For my listeners, when you use promo code MONICA, you will get $10 off your very first month subscription. This offer is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Nutrafol is a hair growth supplement that goes beyond genetics to target stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, and lifestyle factors that may be impacting your hair. Thinning is different for men and women. Nutrafol has multiple unique formulas for men and women to provide exactly what they need based on their biology and age. Every formula is physician-formulated using natural medical-grade ingredients for reliable results without compromises. In clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after just six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 3,000 top doctors. 
You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code MONICA to save $10 off your first month subscription. This offer is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $10 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, Nutrafol.com, promo code MONICA. Sit tight. And we're back with our final moments with the great Terrence Williams. I just want to say to everybody, President Trump loves Terrence Williams. His family loves Terrence Williams. I've seen it firsthand. Um, they absolutely adore you. Both, you know, they're they're grateful for your political support, but they just adore you personally as well, and that's incredible. Um, before we let you go, Terrence, I want every you to tell everybody about Cousin T's Pancakes and how that came about, where everybody can find them, and also your brand new podcast show. Monica, I'm so sad. I don't want to go. I feel like we just got started. We're going to bring you back. Don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry. We're going to bring you back. Oh, I just wanted to say how I can't stand those damn Democrats. But anyway, (laughs) we'll um, bring you back and we'll do another hour on that. Okay, we got to do another hour on that. But uh, yes, I have my cousin T's pancakes. I created those after they counseled. Our sweet Aunt Jamama, they, they ruined her legacy. They took her face off of the box, off of her syrup bottle. And it's sad that we live in a time where people are offended by syrup bottles. The same people that are offended by syrup bottles are the same people that are trying to take down President Trump. Same kind of people, yep. dummies. Yep. Dummies. Just dummies. But anyways, so I created I created Cousin T's pancakes, and they're really great. And you can get them at CousinTees.com. Great pancakes. I have pure maple syrup um, and uh, a lot of other great products. But Cousin T's is taking over um, because a lot of people don't want to eat that woke crap. They don't want to eat woke food any, anymore. Don't nobody want woke woke food. And I have a podcast coming out. My podcast is coming out. The Terrence K. Williams show and Monica was a guest on there and we had a great time. So I hope everybody watches that and that will be released in a couple weeks and uh, starting on May 1st. So, yes. Monica, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, Come on. I absolutely adore you. It's my honor and pleasure to have you on the show. And like I said, we will have you back, Terrence, and we'll take apart the Democrats, um, especially as the elections really heat up and the primaries and President Trump, et cetera. We will have you back sooner rather than later. I want to tell everybody, go get Terrence's great memoir. It's called From the Foster House to the White House. It is his story of the true American dream, which is not dead in this country. Terrence is the embodiment of it. Also, go support him by buying some Cousin Tea's pancake mix, maple syrup. That It is a fantastic company. It is doing huge business. I'm so proud of you with that, Terrence, as well. And also, check out his podcast, which, like he said, is going to be debuting here in just a couple of weeks, wherever you get your podcast, The Terrence Williams Show. And if you want more information about Terrence, his story, the book, Cousin Tea's, the podcast, you can find him on the web at terrencekwilliams.com. 
Terrence, you're the absolute best. I love you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. Always a pleasure, Terrence. Terrence Williams. Okay, what an amazing, important, and fun show we had today, right? So glad to have you on board. Always grateful for you guys, and also grateful that you check out our fantastic sponsors. Well, it's Friday. I hope you have a wonderful weekend with those you love. Rest, relax, enjoy it. Next week, we've got big shows. We're going to be joined by Dinesh D'Souza. We are going to be joined by Catherine Engelbrecht on election integrity. And we've got so much more lined up for next week. It's going to be incredible. So don't miss a second of it. In the meantime, enjoy your weekend. And I will see you right back here on Monday. 